Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. All right, welcome back to Pack Wrap, <clears throat> your uh, your show for everything Pack Twelve. I'm your host, Coach Graf. First, before we get into it, Pack Wrap is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. Here's what you do: you go to our website, LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It is that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page, and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. All right, uh, pretty pretty interesting weekend for the Pac-12, um, uh, to say the least. We had uh, a couple cancellations, um, then we had an impromptu uh, game take place on Sunday morning, Cal-UCLA, uh, the, the two opponents for Cal and UCLA, UCLA being Arizona State and Utah, respectively, uh, couldn't, couldn't uh, play due to COVID. Um, and so Cal and UCLA, with a couple days' notice, uh, they were they were allowed to play each other on Sunday morning. So that was a, that was interesting. UCLA did a did a heck of a job. They came out for, and you know it's hard to you know UCLA looked really good. I'm not taking anything away from UCLA, um, but you know it's hard to you know that was Cal's first game of the year, um, and uh, it was also you know, two days prep to, you know, that's, it, that's tough for any team, but UCLA, uh, you know, they did, they look good. DTR look good. You know, there, there were, there were some, you know, like moments, um, but really as a whole, UCLA took care of business. Um, and, uh, they were, they were the big winners against Cal. Uh, other than that, um, the other games, uh, 34 to 10, by the way, was the final in that one, 34 to 10, UCLA, um, DTR 
uh, three touchdowns for the air. Not a lot of yards, less than 200. Uh, but Greg Dolchich um, kind of had a had a breakout game, three receptions, eight yards. Um, and then Demetric Felton eclipsed the 100-yard mark on the ground, so he, he kind of got rolling. But uh, other games, just to recap scores, and then we'll get more into them. And we're going to go over statistical leaders through the first two games um, and then get into to next week's or this week's, this Saturday's matchups. Um, but Oregon-Washington State, that was an interesting game. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't always, you know, a, a sure thing that Oregon was going to win that game. Washington State really performed well, uh, better than I kind of expected, uh, to be honest with you. And thanks to a 22-point fourth quarter from Oregon, they end up being 43-29 victors. So, you know, that was – you know, Oregon was down at halftime, and uh, um, you know they get they, they kind of took a while to get rolling. But but Tyler Shuck, uh, and uh, he he found Travis Dye for a couple of touchdowns um, through the air. C.J. Verdell did his thing on the ground, um, getting in the end zone and 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 getting over 100 yards. But the story in that one might be Jaden Delora. Um, you know, when we look at the, the young freshman out of, you know, a powerhouse, St. Louis High School in Hawaii, Washington State has something has something going um, with, with Jaden Delora leading that team. He's a very impressive young player. And I think the more he plays and the more acclimated he gets with that new offense um, that, that they're running Washington State – they could be dangerous in the Pac-12 here in a few years if they can get you know guys around him and, and build that build that team, build that roster up. Washington State might you know um, in the in the first week, you know they they got a victory over Oregon State. You know on paper that might look, not look that good, but Oregon State's a sneaky good team or a, a quietly solid team. So for or- for Washington State to get that victory over Oregon State and then play the way they did against Oregon. They might make some noise this season. You know, it's such a weird season, but really, really like the way they looked. Um, and we can get more into that later. But uh, USC and Arizona, second straight week, USC had to come from behind in the fourth quarter. They made it interesting. Again, it was like well, the defense had a hard time kind of keeping things contained, and Arizona made that a game. And made it a good game, but USC did come out on top. They're ranked number 20, 2 and 0, uh, beating Arizona 34 to 30. Again, second straight week, having to come from behind. Uh, USC needs to figure it out and uh, how to how to play a complete game. Uh, Colorado uh, winners over Stanford. That was that was a close game, 35-32. Um, but Stanford drops to 0 and 2, winless on the season, and then Colorado goes to 2 and 0. Um, you know who knows what may happen with Colorado. Their uh, their running back uh, Jarek Broussard had another good game. Uh, twenty seven carries, one hundred twenty one one hundred twenty one yards on the ground. Um, so they have they have some playmakers in Colorado. Uh, Washington and Oregon State. This is the first chance we've had to see Washington. They they rolled with Dylan Morris as their starter. Um, and not not a great that like not anything. Great from Washington. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say especially from the quarterback, but you know, when you have 
to replace a quarterback like they had to. Um, and they had a, you know, two or three guys up for that spot. Dylan Morris trots out as your starter and he, and he has a 141 yard day. Um, and, uh, he had a little bit on the ground. He did score a touchdown on the ground, but, uh, um, you know, you, you need to find a little bit more consistency. You need to find a little bit more um, of an aerial attack if you really want to have a successful season for Washington. Um, yeah, they, they were winners 27-21 over, uh, over the, the Beavers of Oregon State. So Washington is 1-0. Oregon State drops to 0-2. And, and then uh, that was it. Uh, we there's only four games total or five games counting the UCLA Cal game, um, but with Utah and Arizona State, and then for for next uh, this Saturday Arizona State and uh, uh, USC already canceled, so Arizona State is having to deal with COVID very early on. I'm sorry, not not USC Colorado. Um, Arizona State and USC played week one. Arizona State, Colorado has been canceled already. Um, and Utah was dealing with, you know, COVID last week as well. But uh, the Utah-USC game, that's why I had USC on the brain. Utah-USC game is all but a go. Um, Utah didn't, didn't, it doesn't sound like they're going to be at full strength. So this is, a, this is a big opportunity for USC to really uh, go out and show out and show that they are the best team in the South and, that they can compete with Oregon. Oregon has looked good the first two weeks. Uh, and Tyler Shuck, man, this is a good segue. We're going to get into um, get into stats here in a little bit. But one thing I do want to go over, uh, some not breaking news, but developing news, a developing story. Um, the Pac-12, the athletic directors approved the addition of non-conference games. Now for that to... Uh, be a, you know, for sure thing, the uh, chancellors and the presidents of the Pac-12 now need to vote on it to to see if they can, if they will allow non-conference games. Um, and uh, I don't want to get too deep into this just in case it doesn't happen. Um, so it's something to look out for, though. It, it, like I said, it's developing. It could happen. And, and the biggest thing is BYU. Uh, you know, obviously they're having a heck of a year with Zach Wilson, so th that's a that's a really popular team to be. That's been thrown around, especially um, with you know so many teams having to already cancel. Um, you know, it's it, it could be a it could be a a nice you know backup plan, Plan B to have BYU or, or any other you know some other non conference games for, for teams that are available to play. Uh, if, if, if certain Pac-12 teams can't go. So something to keep an eye on. I think it's a, an interesting thing that how, you know, there were, this is it's such, it's unpredictable. This whole, this whole year has been unpredictable. And, and here we are in mid, you know, getting into late November. And <laughs> I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty crazy what's going on. But anyway, let's get into um, this. So far, uh, it's only been two games, only one for some. Uh, but I do want to check out uh, some statistical leaders for the Pac-12. Um, I do. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson 
I don't want to say it's the most surprising thing, but leading the leading the conference in uh, touchdown passes so far was seven. He's only thrown two interceptions on the year. Um, you know, and, and uh, diving into a little bit more, um, you know, D, the biggest Achilles heel for DTR has been turnovers and just bad decision making uh, in his in his young career. But, um, you know, he's he's come out this season and he's he's looked good most of the time. Uh, and he had a he had a he had a good day against Cal, uh, and um, you know I really this is a kid that I that I tend to root for just because you know I remember him playing for Bishop Gorman taking over um, for Tate Martell who uh, I got to be honest I'm not even sure where Tate is right now uh, he was an original Ohio State commit and then he went to the University of Miami uh, Florida and. I don't know if he opted out of the season or if he transferred, whatever's going on. But anyway, that's not even the story. Uh, but yeah, Dorian Thompson Robinson was the heir to Tate Martell at Bishop Gorman, um, the powerhouse in, in Las Vegas, high school powerhouse. So uh, DTR comes to UCLA. Everybody thinks, oh, this is going to be a great fit in Chip Kelly's offense. And then there's, there's a lot of growing pains for DTR. Um, but he has, like I said, he's had a good season so far, and uh, he's gotten UCLA one one They have a huge, huge chance against Oregon. If they can come out and play a complete game with that defense, the way they, they played against Cal anyway, um, it, they're going to have a, you know, Oregon obviously has way more offensive firepower and, and offensive weapons than Cal does. Um, you know, I kind of – and Tyler Shuck is. It looks. It looks like they're not skipping a beat. Justin Herbert obviously was was uh, left big shoes to fill. But Tyler Shuck, he has been impressive, uh, to say the least. <clears throat> and uh, and UCLA and Oregon could be a fun matchup to watch. It could be a high scoring affair, or it could be one of those you know a zero point first quarter, and then you know an explosive second, quarter, maybe an explosive second half. It's, it, that could be an an underrated game, and, and a lot of people might be overlooking that game and thinking, oh, Oregon's going to run all over UCLA. I don't know that to be so true. Uh, you know, Oregon's a good team, and so far, given USC and how they've had to – they've struggled the first two weeks, Oregon's probably been the best team in the conference. Uh, not probably. They haven't um, doing what they've done. But <clears throat> I, I'm looking forward to that UCLA-Oregon game uh, in, at the end of the day. You know, I, I've – you know, looking at it, you know, we haven't seen Arizona State. We're not going to see them again uh, this week, as I mentioned. Um, so you got to look at, you know, in, in the way that USC's offense and Keaton Slovis has started. You know, it's, it's tough to argue that DTR and Tyler Shuck are, you know, they, they've arguably been the best two quarterbacks in the conference. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, those two guys uh, kind of battling it out and, and, uh, and seeing, you know, who has the upper hand and I, I I'm going to give the edge to Oregon, but I do think it's going to be a closer game than most are expecting. Um, we can get into that a little bit later, but uh, more in depth, but um, yeah, uh, the, the top two leaders in, in uh, touchdown passes for the PAC 12 so far, Doran Thompson Robinson with seven, Tyler Shuck with five. Um, and then, uh, and the guys just mentioning, 
and giving praise to the, the freshman from Washington State, Jaden Delora, um, right behind Shuck with four, and then Slovis and Neuer, um, Slovis for USC and Neuer for Colorado, respectively, each have three. And then um, uh, in terms of, you know, Slovis has been impressive through the air. He just hadn't found the end zone as much as, you know, one may like. Um, but with the running game of USC, you know, but, um, yeah, Slovis leading the league in uh, yards per game with 353. Grant Gunnell uh, right behind him with 286. Gunnell of Arizona. And then Jade Delora, again, his name's going to come up quite a bit this season. Um, 274 yards a game. And then Shuck and Neuer are right behind them. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of rushing, uh, Jamar Jefferson, who I spoke, I've, I've not a lot. I haven't spoken about him a lot, but um, you know, I, I do think he's one of the better backs in the conference. Uh, one of the more experienced backs in the conference. You know, Pac-12 is you know, last season had a lot of good running backs. Um, you know, Max Borgi, Zach Moss, um, uh, Joshua Kelly from UCLA. Um, you know, there, there was, there's quite a few of them, but now the, you know, all three of those guys are gone. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a new way. Right. Um, I really like CJ Verdell. I knew he was going to have a decent year. Um, but Jamar Jefferson's probably been the best back in the, in the conference so far. And he's leading the conference with rushing touchdowns with four. Um, and, uh, he's kind of been the, the gas that makes the Oregon state offense go. So he's also, uh, he's averaging over 126 yards a game. He's having a good year. Um, uh, Brightwell for, for Arizona. He is, he was impressive in their debut, uh, filling in for, you know, taking over for JJ Taylor. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good fit. I, I like Brightwell in that offense in our, uh, at Arizona. Um, and then moving on to receivers, Cunningham is leading the, the conference in, uh, yards per game with 110. Um, but, uh, he has, um, I don't believe he has yet to find the end zone. Um, he's able to put up a lot of yards, but uh, in terms of, uh, you know, finding the end zone, he, he needs to be a little bit more productive in, in that area um, for Arizona to, to kind of, you know, be able to, to put a complete game in. They almost got USC, but, you know, they fell just a bit short. Um, and then... Um, so yeah, so, so through two games, those are your, you know, your key guys. And I know there's, you know, a lot, of, I'm not going to say a lot, but there's a few games left in the season and, you know, maybe, you know, if, if there's non-conference games added and stuff like that, it, it could, it could be a little bit bigger, but um, right now, those are your, those are your key guys in the conference and those are your, uh, the guys to watch out for. So looking ahead to Saturday, um, I briefly mentioned the UCLA Oregon matchup, and and we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, but Cal Oregon State, Cal really needs to show up. Cal needs to uh, to to really perform a lot better. And 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 like I said, there was a weird, obviously shortened preparation time for UCLA. But these two teams have you know they played last year. I believe they played the year before, so you know they sh they should have expected stuff, and they should have been. You know, you'd think it would have been a closer game than, than what we saw. But uh, Cal-Oregon State, Cal comes out as, as three-and-a-half-point favorites. 
not a lot, you know, and Oregon State has been uh, kind of one of the basement dwellers of the Pac-12, and Cal's, they have a lot of experience, a very experienced coaching staff, um, and their quarterback, Chase Garbers, has, you know, he's been on campus for a while, so um, there's not, I was, I was high on Cal, I've been a fan of Cal, I've been, you know, I like Cameron Bynum, the cornerback, I think he's that leader of the defense, with Evan Weaver gone, Bynum has really stepped up, and I think he's taken on more of a vocal leadership role in the locker room, um, so we'll get into, you know, predictions and stuff like that, but Jamar Jefferson, the key to, the, the key to victory there is, is stopping him, and Cal had a, had an issue slowing down Demetri Felton, and and the, and the rushing attack of UCLA. So we'll we'll see how that goes with Jamar Jefferson and, and Oregon State's offense. And then uh, Arizona Washington. Um, you know, let's see if Dylan Morris can can bounce back a little bit. But Gary Brightwell and, and Grant Gannell, um, and uh, and I mentioned earlier with Tavion uh, Cunningham, who does have a, a, a touchdown reception on the year. Um, but those three make a very good three-headed monster for Arizona's offense. Um, so Washington's defense is going to have their hands full a little bit with Arizona, I think. Um, but I do think Washington probably gets a victory there. We can get, you know, again, in death later. Uh, U.S. We have yet to see Utah. Not really sure what to expect out of Utah. Um, it looks like the game is going to be a go. USC comes out of three point, as three-point favorites. Um, you know, th- that offense – they put up a lot of yards. Keaton Slovis, 706 yards on the year already through two games. That's 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 a lot. Um, three touchdowns, and then Marquis Step. Uh, that whole backfield, I've, I've mentioned it with Step and uh, the rarely used Kristen, but and then uh, obviously um, the the two upperclassmen, Vivay Malapai and Stephen Carr. You know they got a lot of they got a lot of fresh legs that they can churn out. And then uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has been a different beast this year, I think. Um, you know, 213 yards on the year so far. And then I, I do think, Grant, just given what Utah is bringing to the game and what they've been going through, and, and they don't have any, um, you know, game experience yet this year. This is, this is they're coming out fresh. So I think USC, this is, this is their chance to really put the, put the pedal to the metal and, and come out firing and, and be the team that at least I thought they would be. Um, the defense has to has to come out and perform, and then Washington State and Stanford, Stanford, um, winless this year, and you know I, I I'm not going to say I'm surprised by that. Um, I didn't think Stanford was going to be very competitive this season. I do like David Shaw. I think he's a very good coach. He's going to have his team ready and prepared. But Washington State with with the play of Jaden Delora and um, and uh, and how he has gotten that offense kind of rolling, and uh, he's, he seems to provide a really big spark. He seems to be that guy, that type of player that can really make a program, um, you know, really really turn it around and, and get them to be competitive, um, almost like a Taj Boyd of Clemson. You know, the the, the pre Trevor Lawrence, the pre Deshaun Watson, you know, the Taj Boyd, um, you know, who really was that first guy. That, that got Clemson on the right track. I can see Jaden Delora kind of being that guy. I know Gardner Minshew um, and Anthony Gordon deserve credit for for what they did at Washington State, but those, you know, they weren't program guys. I know Minshew for sure, and I, th- I think if I recollect correctly, 
uh, Anthony Gordon as well. Were, they're were both transfers in, but Jade Delore being a freshman um, and, and with the new coaching staff, I think that is a good group uh, to keep an eye on. I think Washington State could be on this on this uh, upswing and uh, something to definitely watch out for. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get into a little bit more to UCLA, Oregon. Um, I mentioned it. I, I do. I do think this is going to be. A, you know, Oregon is, is is heavily favored in this one, but I do I do like UCLA, especially what they did against Cal. Um, you know, week one with their you know the loss to Colorado, and um, you know they made it interesting. So and, and they scored a lot of points. The offense for UCLA very explosive um, and uh, and a lot of potential there. They just need to protect the ball. They need to to not turn the ball over. They need to keep, um, obviously, make make smart decisions, and, and I'm primarily talking about DTR. But with DTR and Demetric Felton and um, and, and Phillips and uh, and, um, and that offense, man, UCLA can put up points. But Oregon, they can put up points too. Tyler Shuck has been a going to be he's going to be a stud. Uh, and the way that Oregon has performed on offense with a completely new offensive line. And I know that's probably getting getting old, but C.J. Verdell, Travis Dye, and uh, and that that running game of Oregon, it's gonna be tough to stop. UCLA played really good defense against Cal, not so much against Colorado, um, but uh, Odie Zua for for UCLA, who is the, the seasoned vet for the defense of UCLA, um, was a monster against Cal. So he needs to come out with that same mentality and that same performance against Oregon. And UCLA can have a shot here. UCLA has a shot, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, each team is 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 uh, averaging um, uh, just, uh, well, I'm not going to say, I guess it's not that similar, but um, each team is, you know, UCLA is averaging just under 250 yards passing a game, and then uh, Oregon's averaging just under 270. So a little discrepancy, but not much. Uh, both impressive numbers. And then in terms of uh, rushing, what's, what's most impressive about Oregon is how balanced they've been. Um, they're you know they're averaging 269 and a half yards passing a game. Rushing, they're averaging 269. You don't see that very often, uh, to where those numbers are so are almost identical um, to. to you know, and that's tough to stop. That's tough for any defense to stop, and that's what you want as an offense. You want to be almost 50-50 in terms of run-pass ratio. Um, and uh, and uh, you know, I, I can't speak to you know pass attempts versus rushing attempts or what the, how they fall there, but in terms of yards, man, they're just as dangerous on the ground as they are in the air. Um, and then defense, UCLA's defense statistically has been better through the year. Um, they're only they're they're allowing fewer than 200 yards passing. Uh, a lot of that obviously is is you know a little you know mis, mis, misleading thanks to the cow game. Um, you know it, it's it's tough to to really put a lot of stock into this just because of there's this, we're two games in, um, but we are going to see um, see a lot of good football I think in this game. There's a lot of people to watch out for. I mentioned the quarterback Shuck and DTR, uh, the running backs Felton and Verdell, but <clears throat> Red for for Oregon, and then uh, Dolchich, uh, um, who's been a a budding star for for UCLA. Those guys are are, are to to watch out for as well. Um, 
I do think Oregon is going to, to take the victory here, but UCLA is going to be nipping on their heels. They're not going to go away. Um, but with that Oregon defense, I really want to see Kayvon Thibodeau step it up. Um, you know, they, Justin Flo, the young freshman, uh, he is, he's out for the season. He's injured. You know, he wasn't a, he wasn't a big, big contributor, but he was, you know, he was a real guy. Um, but the other freshman, Sewell, uh, Panay's younger brother, um, he is having a heck of a, a freshman campaign so far. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. Oregon's defense really needs to, um, contain DTR and, and, and slow that offense down for UCLA for Oregon to get that victory. But I do, I do think this is going to be an interesting matchup and not one that a lot of people see coming. I think a lot of, I think this is getting overlooked and I'm, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. Um, and then Cal, Oregon State. This one it's a little bit tougher just because the the sample we got from Cal, you know, again a little misleading just because of, you know, I don't know how much stock to put into the prep time. That's 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 what's holding me up here and thinking Cal's just not as good as I thought they were going to be. You know, I want to see this game. I want to see, you know, before I really pass judgment on Cal and what kind of team they can be or what kind of team they they are, I should say. Um, you know, how they perform against Oregon State, who is on to, who's trying to get their first victory, uh, trying to turn that program around. We'll see. Um, Chase Garbers did not have a good outing in his first game. Uh, he just looked out of rhythm, out of sync. Uh, the, the, the pressure for UCLA got to him a lot. Uh, and then <clears throat> other than that, um, I mentioned it. Jamar Jefferson is the key. Uh, for a Cal victory, you need to slow down him. He's having a heck of a year, and uh, and with the heavy workload that he's already gotten, he's he's gotten 44 carries through two games. Um, but that's that's you know they parlayed that into 253 yards, four touchdowns for Jefferson. <coughs> the the Cal offense uh, has not been good, but the Oregon State defense they have not been good. So. Who's going to blink first, right? It's uh, definitely not going to be a, a you know a twelve round heavyweight bout. Um, it, it, it's uh, two units that are struggling. So which one is going to take advantage of the other? Um, I think with Cal's leadership and Cal's uh, veteran presence, with with Brown on the backfield and Garbers leading the way at quarterback. I do think Cal probably takes the game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict Cal victors here. Um, probably going to be a close game. I like Oregon State. I like what they've done. I just think Cal is going to come out a little bit motivated here after they're you know coming out so flat against UCLA. Um, so I think Cal bounces back and uh, and they get their first victory of this uh, unprecedented 2020 season. But Oregon State's going to make it a game. Oregon State's a, a well-coached team. Um, Arizona and Washington. This is going to be interesting. The the way Washington and you know the way they won, um, you know, not looking that good. Um, but and, and then uh, Arizona. I like Gunnell. I like Brightwell. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and call an upset here. I think Arizona is going to take this one. Um, this is going to be my upset pit, upset pick of the week. Arizona defeating the Washington Huskies. 
um, you know, Washington with the with the quarterback change and you know Dylan Morris. I don't know. I, I personally, I want to see Ethan Garbers. I want to see what he can do. Um, I think he, even though he's a true freshman, and uh, you know, I, I think he could do it. I really do. I think Garbers can can step onto that field. He's just he's a good leader. He's he, you know, you look at his uh, high school track record, and yeah, he was playing with a lot of studs at, at Cronin Del Mar. Um, but Garbers is just is he he's cool as a cucumber. Went uh, in his senior year, you know, playing with like I said, playing with a lot of um, a lot of talent around him in that offense. But you know, to to, to win state a state title in California and and to run the table and go you know start to finish undefeated, it's not easy to do. You know, and you're playing in the Sunset League and you know one of the most competitive leagues in the, in in all of Southern California. I don't, I don't know why, you know, again, I'm not there. I haven't, you know, I'm not sure what's going on behind closed doors or, or how he looks and maybe he's just not ready for the college game here. That's, you know, maybe that's what the coaching staff at Washington feels, but I want to, I, I would like to see Ethan Garbers uh, take the field against, against uh, Arizona and, 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 you know, give him a chance, see what he can do. But I'm going to go ahead and call an Arizona win here. Um, Gunnell, I think, probably has a big day. Uh, Elijah Molden for Washington is 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 the guy that that needs to step up the most. I think, um, you know, he's a, he's a very talented football player for that defense of the Huskies, and I think um, he's the one that really needs to take over that role of, you know, not only a vocal leader but lead by example as well. And um, you know, for a defensive back. It's not always easy to do, but I think he needs to do it. I like Elijah Molden. He's a good player. But, again, I'm going to go with the upset here, Arizona, over um, Washington. All right, USC, Utah. Uh, just not really sure what to think about Utah. Not really sure. Um, you know, had to cancel their, you know, their game last week. And um, – not a lot is known. Not a lot is known about Utah. So I don't know what USC how they're how they're preparing for that film wise. You know, when you're replacing Tyler Huntley, you're replacing Zach Moss, uh, and the defense went through a lot of changes as well. What do you really prepare for? But I think Utah's kind of lipping into this game. Um, you know, they're missing a lot of guys. They, they're not. They don't have all their horses in the stable. And USC, man, golden opportunity to really uh, make a statement um, and uh, and really kind of this is a pip this is a pivotal moment for USC um, you know coming out against Arizona State I knew that was gonna be a good game USC you know come from behind that was great um, against Arizona though you know it's a bit surprising uh, but again a W is a W it is what it is moving on, but uh, I want to see Amon Ross St. Brown, and, and I really want to see Brew McCoy have a big game. I, I think St. Brown and McCoy, you know, if I'm if, if I'm Utah, I want to stop Drake London for USC, the, the, the big the big time receiver who's um, getting better and better. So I, I, I primarily I want to I want to stop him, but that just you know if you stop him, that just means St. Brown and McCoy 
and uh, and Tyler Vaughn's all you know. There's so much firepower on that offense, um, and Keaton Slovis. Something has been different this season. I don't know if it's just a sophomore slump, if he's you know a little bit too much into his head. Play calling has been, you know, not great the whole you know the whole time. So they need to figure stuff out at USC, I think. But I you know this is a golden opportunity for a blowout victory. And, uh, and I think they get it. I think USC controls this one. I think they come out ready. And I think this is going to be the game we see USC put it all together. Um, and it's going to be a big, big, big explosive explosion on offense for USC. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. I think the defense rallies around uh, each other. And, and I think they come out and, and make a statement. So I'm going to go USC in this one. Looking forward to seeing that. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed it, it, you know, so far so good. Everything looks like it's a go for the game to actually happen, but, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And then uh, last game, due to Arizona State, Colorado getting canceled, um, Stanford and Washington State. Washington State, I like them. I like Washington State. I really like Jaden Delora. Um, I really think he is going to be uh, just – a star in college football. Um, I really think he's, he's got uh, that special quality, that almost undefinable quality that you look for in, in, in special players. And I think he possesses that. So I think Jade Glora keeps it up. I think he just keeps getting more confident. I think he gets better and better um, as the year goes on. And I think he's going to will the Cougars to a victory over Stanford um, Stanford just has not been – they just haven't been able to put it together. Mills has – you know, he's he's been struggling a little bit. Um, and, and can he put it together? Can he figure out a way to, 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 you know, be that type of quarterback that can – that Stanford has been looking for since Andrew Luck? Probably not. But, um, but you know – the, the, if Stanford's going to get it on the right pe- right track and, and kind of turn things around, this this is probably the game to do it. Um, Stanford is not the offense has not been able to put up a lot of points though. So can they do it against the defense of Washington State? Uh, you know, maybe. You know, like I said, this is the game to do it if they're going to do it. This is a golden opportunity for for Stanford to 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 get it to find a rhythm on offense and, and start putting things together. But I'm going to go Washington State. I'm, I, I, Jaden Delora is, is too – he's been playing too well for me to pick against him. Um, and I like I, – I, I like what I saw – I like what I've been seeing from Washington State this season. Um, and especially, you know, yeah, beating Oregon State was – you know, that's a, that's a good opening season – or, yeah, opening season victory. Season opening victory, sorry. Um, but then what, how they performed last week, that's really – what gets me excited about Washington State and what makes me think they're probably going to get this victory um, over Stanford. So, which would be a big, big thing for Washington State. You know, it wasn't that long ago Washington State finished in the top 10. Um, but, you know, everybody from, you know, almost everybody from that squad is gone. New coaches, a lot of new players in key roles. You know, even though it was only like, what, two, three years ago when they were like, they finished number eight and, you know, they were 11 and two and um, had a really explosive offense. And, you know, it seems like a million years ago, really. But uh, in reality, I think, 
I think Washington State has has a foundation that they're laying right now for a lot of success in the future, and I'm excited to see it. And then, unfortunately, Arizona State is is uh, unable to play uh, for their second straight week, and Colorado um, is is left without a game, unfortunately. So it is what it is, I suppose, in in, in this you know COVID world we all live in, and it's just kind of unfortunate, but. Uh, a lot of stars in the Pac-12, and I'm really liking. You know, um, we don't, we don't. I, I do like the the early starts for for Pac-12. I like the 9 a.m. kickoffs. I know that it's kind of a split opinion on that. Um, I personally like it. You know, I'm up at that. I'm up at that hour anyway. Uh, and, and you know, what's the what's better than waking up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday and sitting in a catching the football game? There's there's not much better. Um, so I like it. I, I wish they, I hope they keep doing it, um, you know, for, for the foreseeable future. Um, and, and the more people that see the PAC 12, the more people are going to realize this is a good conference. This is a, this is a conference that has good football players, good football teams, good football coaches, um, and, and just all around good programs. So I really do think this is, this could be a, a great thing for, for the PAC 12. And I want more eyes on the PAC 12, you know, you got guys like Tyler Shuck, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jade Delora, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, CJ Verdell. Uh, you know, Arizona State has guys. You know, I'm, I'm so upset not seeing Chip train him. I hate that for him and, and, and Jaden Daniels and, the, and that offense and that defense around Arizona State. And they played so well against USC. And then we haven't been able to see them be able to build upon that because they haven't been able to take the field. And that's just, that's so unfortunate. The Sun Devils are such a good team and they have, you know, they, there's uh, so many good things working right now, but it's just it's it's really unfortunate to see them not be able to to reap the benefits of all of all the work they put in. So hopefully next week Arizona State is able to put a put a team on the field and, and we get to see them play. But it's not going to happen this week against Colorado. It didn't happen last week, and uh, really just kind of bums me out. But it is what it is. I know there's so many worse things in the world that. That could happen rather than a football game getting canceled, right? So I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, you know, one of those guys, but it, it's still disappointing. Uh, but anyway, um, there are still plenty of good good games on the slate for Saturday. You know, UCLA Oregon, I mentioned it. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. Um, and then uh, Washington State and Stanford. Washington State's a fun team to watch, and. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to that in Arizona, Washington. I'm thinking upset there. USC, I think, could put a lot of points up. That could be, you know, if you're a Utah fan, that won't be fun. But if, if you like to see a lot of points, check it out. Uh, and then Cal, Oregon State, that that one, that I don't know. That could be an ugly game, in my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, looking forward to – I am looking forward – I love Pac-12 football. It's, it's, it's a fun conference to watch. Um, they play very, very good football. Very, um, a lot of, a lot of good football is played in that conference. So, but hey, that's going to do it for this evening. Um, you know, with, with games getting canceled and, and it's kind of so, um, you know, with, with COVID and all that stuff. But hey, make sure to check out the, the slate of Pac 12 games this weekend. And before you go, I just want to remind you to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Once again, you go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page, pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, 
sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. That easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. All right, folks, have a good night. Be good. Stay safe wherever you are. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will see you next week for Pack Wrap. Have a good night, folks. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.